let us not judge us according to our performances. The capacity to receive comes with so much grace because you know for sure that God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory. He shall supply. You speak upon it. You are identified by the blood of Jesus. The blood that was shed at the cross. In him we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace. He became that sin offering. So what? Are you still talking about sin, sin, sin? That is a wrong doctrine. By one offering, he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. He has perfected you. You have no sin. Once Christ is the central focus of who you are and your life, your identity changes, your mindsets change, your thinking, your living, because now you're believing right, you're living right through him. Wake up and unwind your day. Réveillez-vous et commencez votre journée avec Bioka On a heart for a soul. Your word is truth. It sanctifies a soul with your truth. Your word is truth. For a soul, a heart for a soul. The light and warm your spirit in the dark or the cold. Healing what was broken, turn them parts to a whole. Heart for a soul, a heart for a soul. Yeah. Jesus Christ, way, truth, and the life for our souls. Pay the price, the ultimate sacrifice. What a love. While we get sin for death, we were destined. He stepped in as water and as blood was the cleansing laws. We were found. We're sin abound. Grace abound. What a passion, a peace of passing. All understanding where God's love is present. All condemnation is past in. For a soul, a heart for a soul. The light and warm your spirit in the dark. Dark or the cold, healing what was broken, turn them parts to a whole. Heart for a soul, a heart for a soul. Father, in the name of the mighty name of Jesus, above anything else that we desire or need or want, let us desire to know you more, Jesus Christ. I pray for each and every one listening in today that they may find you at their right place at the right time. And let you unveil yourself to us because we need to know you more. We need more of you, my Lord, our shepherd, because without you, we cannot do anything. Just like what we learned last week, the sermon of the true vine. Lord, we thank you that you are the one going to help us, lead us, guide us, show us, restore us in every single aspect of our lives. And as we usher in the year of 2021, we're ushering into a year of restoration. Hallelujah. We thank you for that word you've given us. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for everything you've done for us in 2020. And we believe 2021 is going to be a year of restoration in every single aspect of our lives. In Jesus' name we pray and say, Amen. I had the Holy Spirit upon my heart that the year 2021 is going to be a year of restoration hallelujah i believe that this is the time for us to stick and walk and dwell on the word of god amen these are times where you shouldn't be acquiring so much information that is not actually in the bible the bible is the only place right now that carries the answers to the things that we're living in today, man. And I pray that we get to that place whereby the word becomes part of who we are, right? 
when we read it, when we meditate on it, when we go deeper in it, let it become that bread of life. Let us eat and feed on it because it is where the answer lies. Amen. And I pray today that God may continue to speak to us, may continuously teach us, may continuously change our mindsets to go deeper in the things of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I have love Jesus Christ because he is the way, the truth, and the life, child of God. We can go do so many things out there. We can accomplish anything we can, but without Jesus Christ, let me tell you, there is no peace. There is no actually peace for you to enjoy the things you've accomplished. There is no rest for you to enjoy the things you have manifested in your life. So at the end of the day, he is the preeminence. He is the center. He is the one that we need in every aspect of our lives. Amen. And as today, as we get into the word, you realize that he is that good shepherd that we need in our lives. Amen. The good shepherd, the, the Bible calls him the good shepherd. So let's open our Bibles in the book of John chapter 10. I'll be reading from verse 7 to 9. Hallelujah. I'll be reading from verse 7 to 9. The Bible says, and I pray that you've opened your Bibles there. If you have your Bible on your phone or you have a paperback Bible, you can open that and let's go there and read and feed on this word today. And as we are ushering into January, we feed on this word. We see Jesus. Amen. The Bible says in chapter 10, verse 7 to 9, Then Jesus said to them again, Most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. When we confess our Lord and Savior and believe with our hearts, in the gift of righteousness through grace, then we enter the door. And that door, child of God listening in today, is Jesus Christ. And when we come to receive the Lord Jesus Christ, forever and ever you've been saved. A lot of times there's erroneous thinking. Many people think that they lose their salvation. Backsliding or walking out of church does not make you lose your salvation. You may think that, but the very day you said Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, that very day transformed your life forever, for eternity. And the enemy uses that because he's a thief and a robber to tell someone that if you have done this sin, if you've stolen, if you have committed adultery, if you've done fornication, if you've done all these things, if you're drinking and you've fallen from the righteous place, now you're not saved anymore. That is erroneous. When Jesus Christ came in our lives and we confessed and believed in our hearts, child of God, that was a gift of righteousness. We received the gift of righteousness. We received salvation. We received redemption. We received sanctification. And it's through that child of God forever and ever we were redeemed. 
because we were justified from our sin forever. So we are saved, child of God. Say, tell yourself right now, I am saved. Because when we enter the door, we enter for eternity. Amen? Forever. That is why in his words, Jesus Christ says, if anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. So meaning the child of God, even when you go in and out of that door, that is what I was saying before, you cannot lose your salvation. You don't. You're in forever. He considers you as someone who is in salvation forever. I love what it says in Isaiah 42, 6. Prophet Isaiah gave us the promise of the coming of the Messiah to the Gentiles. The reason why I'm saying the Gentiles is because you and I were never born as Jews. Apart from our brothers and sisters, if they're listening in and they're Jewish, they were born Jews. They were born different. But any other person, child of God, who was born without that blood or lineage of Jewish, right, in them, we are considered the Gentiles. But I love the fact that even in the Old Testament, we're seeing promises for us to receive Jesus Christ, the Messiah, and who would come to give us a new covenant. Isaiah 42, 6 says, I, the Lord, have called you in righteousness and will hold your hand. I will keep you and give you as a covenant to the people as a light to the Gentiles. So child of God, Jesus Christ is that light to us with the Gentiles, to us who are sinners, to us who are unrighteous, to us who have been lost forever. He became that light, child of God. Amen. So salvation is a gift of grace. It brings us and leads us to that good shepherd. Amen. So the life we live, child of God, of all the life that we lived after receiving Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, it ushered us into the transformation, the transformation of trust and confidence to the only one who could ever lead us in eternal life. Amen. So Jesus Christ is not only a shepherd. And that is the very fact that I've started this sermon by trying to introduce to you the meaning of salvation and as to how you can enter that door of eternity forever. Not only did he become a shepherd, but he became your savior. And not only did he become a savior, he became that good shepherd. Did you know there's a difference between a shepherd and a good shepherd? Let me bring this to clarity or the simple terms. If you hire someone to do a job for you, they are going to do what they can do, and at some point, they will leave any hardship, you know, within that very task or job. But for a good shepherd, someone who's not hired, but someone who owns the sheep, oh, one who owns the sheep is going to go an extra mile to see that they do what? They cater for their sheep or they cater for their property. They cater for that job in a way that goes beyond. I love the fact that the scripture does not talk about him as the shepherd, but the scriptures identify him as the good shepherd because he gave his life for his sheep. Jesus Christ gave his life for his sheep. 
So meaning you and I belong to him. Meaning you and I, child of God, we were bought. He went an extra mile to do so much for us. Let me give you an example of what I'm saying. He went through every suffering. He was striped for you and I. He bore beatings on his back for you and I. He received slashes on his back for you and I. So that you and I, who are his sheep, child of God, listen to me, we would receive wholeness in life. Amen? So that we would acquire preservation, so that we would be perfected and completed in this life. So, importantly, one thing we must understand is that our good shepherd goes an extra mile to look at his own sheep as his own. Because also, can I give you an example too? Someone can also own property or they can own cattle, they can own sheep, they can own goods, but then at the same time, they don't know how to cater for them. They don't know how to feed them. But in this situation, the thing is so different because we carry a good shepherd who actually loves us, who actually goes an extra mile to do everything for us. You know, the origin of Jesus Christ being the good shepherd is referenced in John 10. But I love the fact that in his words, Jesus Christ tells us, if we open in John 10, 11, he says that I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep, meaning that he can stand in our place and take up any harm for us, meaning that he can stand in our place, child of God listening in today, and take up any, anything, no matter what it is. That is what that scripture means. John 10, 14 to 15, it says that I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep and I'm known by my own. As the father knows me, even so I know the father and I lay down my life for the sheep. Child of God, our good shepherd became our savior. He laid down his life so that child of God, you and I who became his own, who became his sheep, would have eternal life. Amen? So, the meaning of Jesus Christ being a good shepherd to you and I, we believers today, under the grace covenant, is that we as believers, we became the livestock. Amen? And it's through that him as a good shepherd, he tended to us as his flock. And I love the fact that, child of God, when you sit down and really ponder on this, you come to a realization that when he became the good shepherd, that means that he tends to us. He tends to you, to I, to every brother and sister listening in today. He tends to us day and night. The Bible says that he neither slumbers nor sleeps. For him, he's seated at the right-hand side of God as our mediator, he is interceding for us. That's what the Bible says in Hebrews. He is that good shepherd who stands for us in any circumstance, no matter any minute on any time. There is no way you're going to find Jesus Christ is taking a leave or he's sleeping or he's not at work. At all time, he's tending to his sheep. Amen? 
Because think about it, shepherds gather sheep. They gather sheep in their sheepfolds in the night for protection, right? I was born from a place where we have farms, cattle. And I remember like in the night before it became dark, cattle was all put in one place and they made sure like they had, you know, protection so that, you know, they would protect it from thieves and any people who would come to steal cows in the night. But I used to see that in a way that they, they were protecting what belongs to them at that point, right? And the same, when you carry the same mind here, you see that through the grace of God, through the spirit of revelation, we see that Jesus Christ attends to us like he tends to us as his sheep day and night. But even in the night, he protects us. He protects us from, from the thieves and robbers. When you go back to the scripture, right? He says in John 10, 7 to 8, he says, Then Jesus said to them again, Most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. So that means that there was some sort of harmful that he prevented us from, right? That means that enemy wanted to steal from you, child of God, wanted to take away your, your mind, your life, to take you back into the world. But, but he's protecting you. Him as a good shepherd, every single day he's protecting you. And when you go back into the culture of the Jews and see how they used to tend to their sheep, their sheepfolds, they were made of stone walls. Many of you know, like the fences, you build a fence, but you're using stones. Most of them had that sort of, of setting. So since there were no doors on the sheepfolds then, the shepherds would often sleep or sit in the open ready to guard their sheep from harm. And in many cases, like I said, even in Africa, we have this sort of setting. But in most cases, you see that sometimes some people can even sleep or go away from tending to their cattle or sheep. And you find that anything can happen to the sheep or cattle. But in this situation, when you're reading John 10, come to realization that Jesus Christ is illustrating how the shepherd cares for his flock, protecting them from harmful people, harmful animals, thieves, bad weather, that sort of thing. He is there every minute and hour, child of God, protecting us, protecting us from the world we're living in, protecting us from tribulations, protecting us from famine, anything that can hit the world, anything you can think of, the good shepherd can protect you from it. So Jesus Christ loved us so much that he wanted to shield us from all the unnecessary harmful ways. And that is why he uses words that he would lay down his life for his sheep. So Jesus Christ is that loving protector caretaker of his flock of his sheep and i love the fact that ezekiel 34 foretells of the messiah who would come and be that true shepherd amen who would come to care and keep god's people it is that loving message that comes and shows us that jesus christ would come and then be what he's speaking about in john 10 
the good shepherd. So John 10 tells us, dear listeners, that there are thieves, there are wolves out there. But in other words, when I say that, I don't mean it literally. I mean it figuratively. The enemy can bring so many things in form of good things, but they're coming to steal from you. They're coming to cause confusion, destruction. But here's the thing. Jesus Christ came to destroy that sort of thing and protect you from it. So the good shepherd, our good shepherd, Jesus Christ, he's always at work. He's always there day and night to save you from thieves, from robbers, from wolves, from predators, from anything that you can ever think of. Amen. So this tells us that Satan had come to steal, to kill, and to destroy God's people. To steal and destroy the life that God has given us. You know, when you think about it, or when you read the scriptures, you see that the meaning, the true meaning of redemption and salvation, Christ was saving us, and he bought us with his blood and reconciled us to God. And the very fact that we are reconciled to God, meaning that now we have all the inheritance that God promised us. And the very fact that you know that you have that, that is the only place that the enemy can fight. To see that you don't know what belongs to you. But Jesus Christ being our good shepherd, he's the protector that we have today, child of God. He is the one who overcame it all at the cross. He overcame every enemy. He overcame every destruction. He overcame every curse. He overcame every sin nature. Overcame every old man that was in you. He overcame it all, child of God, for you. So that you would be free. So that you would acquire liberty to serve the Lord, to be in him, to enjoy a deeper relationship with God the Father. So Jesus Christ came not only to be a mere shepherd, that's, that's for sure a child of God. And the thing is this, when actually you think about it, because when God the Father sent him, he, it's like he had hired him to become the one who would be our keeper at that time, right? But the fact that Jesus Christ continuously became that good shepherd, for him, he became the one who was and who is still today, child of God, completely committed to all his sheep. And when you think about this child of God closely, Jesus Christ has never left any sinner behind. That is why the scriptures show in John 10 that he will go after even for the one sheep that goes astray. He's the one, the only good shepherd who can never forsake you. Who can never forget all about you just because of your sin, just because of your immorality, just because of your unrighteousness, just because you've fallen back. He will love you. He will bring you back to the flock. No matter wherever you go and wander, no matter wherever you go and get so torn apart and you're away from the things of the Lord, he's going to bring you because that is who he is. That he goes an extra mile to see that he completes and perfects that what God sent him to do. Amen. And this is the thing, child of God, I, there could be any listener listening in today and you're struggling with something, right? I want to tell you that the good shepherd, as long as you give it to him, you tell him, Abba, Jesus, 
my Lord, you are my good shepherd. You're the one who knows me. Sometimes I feel like this issue keeps me away from even being with other brothers and sisters. I feel like I don't fit in. But, and that makes me go away from the things that are of the Lord. But I want to be in the things of the Lord. I want you to help me deal with this so that I may feel or I may know who I am in you and become restored in a deeper relationship with the Lord. And that Jesus Christ will meet you at that point of need. So child of God, we must understand that our good shepherd will forever and ever lay down his life for us. For him, he never sleeps, he never slumbers, and he never goes to rest. Because Jesus Christ being that good shepherd, we carry a blessing, child of God, today. Amen? We carry a blessing in our life. We walk as freed sheep knowing that even if we go anywhere, he's going to find us and bring us back into that sheepfold. He's going to cater for us. He's going to tender for us. And I love the fact that he does that in so many powerful ways. Amen? He does that through his purpose of being a good shepherd. Number one, he is that shepherd, as I've been saying, that he lays his life for us, even when we are still sinners. And a lot of times many people say, okay, wait, right now I'm a believer. I'm not a sinner. I've not done anything. Child of God, I can really reassure you that sometimes, right, you will even do something unknowingly or knowingly that is really not right in the eyes of God. But just because of our good shepherd, remember in Romans 8, 1, he says that there is no more condemnation to those what? who are in Christ Jesus. He will give you that centerpiece in you, that the peace that dwells in you, that at all times you will feel forgiven. At no matter what you do, you feel forgiven. You know for sure that I'm forgiven and he has forgiven me this, whatever I have done, so I have to keep moving forward. So that does not mean that you're not sinning. It only means, child of God, that no matter what, even if you sin unknowingly, which I really do believe many people do, there's having a wrong mind, a wrong thought towards your brother and sister, there's having jealousy in your heart, which you actually don't know. There's so much. There's having so much within you. And you actually don't know you have that in you. And that, if we go back to the scriptures, you find that that is something that, that's not right. But do you think that Jesus is going to come to you and say, just because you do this and this and this, so now you've lost your salvation? That is not what the scripture says in the new covenant. And so that's what I'm saying, that the good shepherd, he continuously feeds us and also he leads his life for us daily. Not only did he do it once, but daily. He gives us his life within us and we become his sheep. John 10, 11, going back to what I said, he said that I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Amen. Genesis 49, 24 says this, that but his bow remained in strength and the arms of his hands were made strong by the hands of the mighty God of Jacob. From there is a shepherd, the stone of Israel. You see, a very good prophecy showing us the 
that Jesus Christ would be that shepherd, the stone of Israel. John 10, 15 says it, as the father knows me, even so I know the father and I lay down my life for the sheep. So child of God, no matter what you've done today, and this I'm going to speak plainly, no matter what you've been told you are, one thing for sure you must know is that God the Father knows you because he knows his son Jesus Christ. As he knows his son Jesus Christ, that means that Jesus Christ, when he laid down his life for you as his sheep, God saw you as his own. Hallelujah. Luke 23, 46 says it, and when Jesus had cried out with a loud voice, he said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Having said this, he breathed his last. Jesus is that savior. He's that good shepherd who can take up that place and become the lamb that takes up that place where you and I would have God. Many times, child of God, this is something we take for granted. When we take for granted the cross, the meaning of the cross, and what was really behind the cross, you lose that picture to see how much God really loves you. Amen? And God loves us no matter what, child of God. John 15, 13 says that greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. Jesus died for us. We became his friends. We are not servants anymore under the grace covenant. We are friends of Jesus. We are friends of God because we are reconciled to God through the blood of Jesus. 1 John 3.16 says, By this we know love because he laid down his life for us and we also ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. I love the fact that we learn from Jesus. When you read the word and you see Jesus in the word and see how Jesus Christ laid down his life for his own sheep. You as a child of God, you're going to learn how to lay your life for even other people. You lay down and say, no matter what it is, I got to stand. If the Lord has told me to do this for these people, for these nations, for this, you stand. And no matter how hard it is, you stand and say, if Christ did this by the grace of God, I carry Christ in me and I'm going to do this for Christ. And that is what, child of God, we must do. We must emulate what the good shepherd did. Amen? We as a sheep, wherever he leads us, we go. Because the Bible says we hear his voice. His sheep hear his voice. Zechariah 13, 7, he says it, Awake, O sword, against my shepherd, against the man who is my companion, says the Lord of hosts. Strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. Then I will turn my hand against the little ones. The prophet here was directly showing an example, right? When you strike one shepherd, when you strike a shepherd, right? There's an issue with the sheep because the shepherd is the one who keeps the sheep. The shepherd is the one who tends to the sheep. He's the one who protects the sheep. Have you ever thought about it? If, if the protector of all anything that protects something from being harmful, if that very thing is taken away, then anything they're protecting it against can easily harm that very thing that they were protecting it from. So another thing I would like to bring to attention is that Jesus Christ is a shepherd who calls his sheep by name. Not many, not actually really many shepherds can know every name 
for everything. But Jesus Christ does. He knows our names. He knows us by our names. And I'm pretty sure like he has millions. And as we can think about all believers around the world, Jesus Christ has millions and millions of sheep. But he will know. He will know every sheep. He will know that this is John. This is Peter. This is Matthew. This is Luke. He will know the name of every sheep. And so, child of God, today, when you're considering yourself, see yourself as that sheep, but know that he knows your name. Know that your name is at his heart. John 10, 28 says it, And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. Forever, child of God, we are stuck with him. Forever, he knows us by his name. Forever, we walk in him. Amen? Ezekiel 34, 11 to 12, it says that, For thus says the Lord God, Indeed, I myself will search for my sheep and seek them out. As a shepherd seeks out his flock on the day he is among his scattered sheep, so will I seek out my sheep and deliver them from all the places where they were scattered on a cloudy and a dark day. Isn't that so wonderful and marvelous, child of God? When you hear a promise like this in the Old Testament and you see that today we are living in it. When you're scattered out there in darkness with the confusions of the world today and you're there, he's delivering us. Each day we see Jesus Christ delivering us. Each day we see him leading us, guiding us, showing us what to do, when to do it and how to do it. And he is with us. He doesn't leave us just like the other shepherds who take care of sheep, but they don't know where they've wandered. They don't know where they are. Even when one gets lost, they're like, oh, okay, that is gone. I don't have to care about it. But one thing is for sure that our shepherd seeks out his flock. He seeks out his sheep day and night. Amen? So the good shepherd gathers us. And I love the fact that he brings us together. Have you ever really thought about how Child of God, you find yourself meeting brothers and sisters in the Lord and you rejoice within as a community. You have a deeper love for each other. You enjoy each other. You know for sure that I love this person. I love this brother. I love this sister in Christ. And you become family. That's what he does. The good shepherd, he can even gather someone from America, from Africa, from Europe, just because of one word, the gospel. And he brings us together and we become one. We become intertwined in his presence and in his glory, in his, his love. And that is what the good shepherd does. He goes and picks every sheep from all over the world, all over the nations. And he brings us together in one sheep flock and we find ourselves creating a community that is based on him. Amen. For instance, Heart for Soul Ministries, right? We're a ministry that is reaching out to different nations. Every week we're receiving prayer requests from Nigeria, from uh, Rwanda, from Congo, from Uganda, from Germany, from different places. And that, child of God, that is exactly what I'm saying. So Jesus Christ, he's gathered his sheep from different countries and he's gathered them on Facebook, on YouTube, on our app, on different channels so that they feed from him. 
so that he can tend to them as the good shepherd. So that very example that I've just given you, it shows you that he will gather his people all over. He will gather his sheep and bring them into one place and he takes care of them and he feeds them daily. He feeds them with the word. He feeds them with his promises. He feeds them with his goodness. He feeds them with his joy, with everything that he has in store for them. John 10, 16 says that, And other sheep I have which are not of this fold, them also I must bring. Did you hear that? Them also I must bring, and they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock and one shepherd. That's the very example I was giving you. He's going to bring the other sheep. Even those who have been lost for years, those who walked away, he will gather them, he will bring them all in one sheepfold, and then everyone will hear his voice. So at the sound of my voice, child of God, when you're hearing the sermons every week, whenever you're listening to the sermon, you're hearing the voice of Jesus. Because when we're preaching the gospel of grace and truth, right? the gospel of righteousness, of faith, child of God, you're receiving from Jesus Christ himself. And that is why on this program, I keep saying that for sure, anyone who knows me, when they hear me speak, they know that is not who she is. They know that for sure, that is the Holy Spirit in her preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ and taking it to nations and feeding. So, and that is what God does. That is what Jesus Christ does. He gets us, we as his children, and he makes us earthen vessels, and he places his voice so that his voice can be heard by his sheep. So child of God is a gift of grace. Anointing is a gift of grace. And when we come to that place and we're sharing the word of God, teaching the word of God to his sheep, to his saints, to his beloved, to his children, that is how you receive the voice of God. So by the grace of God, we as children of God, when we gather together or when we gather to listen to the word of God daily, this word transforms us. I love what it is written in Isaiah 40, 11. He says that he will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom and gently lead those who are with young. That is how loving he is. Amen. He will feed us as his flock. And that is why I'm saying that every time you're listening to a sermon, Jesus Christ is feeding you. Every time you're reading a devotion, Jesus Christ is feeding you. Every time you're watching the sermon, Jesus Christ is feeding you. Isaiah 56, 8 says that the Lord said, Who gathers the outcasts of Israel says, Yet I will gather to him others besides those who are gathered to him. He brings in even more. You know, we may be gathered today and think, oh, we're gathered, we are this number, but he continues to bring more people, more people, more people to feed on him. Amen? Daily, he brings more people to feed. And that is what he does. So I want you to see that anywhere that the Lord has put you to hear his word or everywhere you're receiving from, you're put there as a sheep. Hallelujah. You're put in that ministry, and that ministry is like a sheepfold. And then we have that good shepherd, Jesus Christ, who feeds all of us. Amen? So 
Another thing I would want to bring to your attention is that Jesus Christ is a shepherd who protects and preserves his sheep. Did you know that it's such an amazing thing waking up in the morning and knowing that truly the Lord is your protector? To know that today, you know, as this year has really been with this issue of coronavirus, many of you have walked in faith. Many of you woke up in the morning and just spoke Psalm 91 over your lives and believed the Lord and said those promises and you trusted him, you had confidence in him and he didn't stop you. You went to work. Some of you continued your jobs. And that is the trueness, really, of the good shepherd protecting and preserving his sheep. John 10, 28 says it, And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. So that means a child of God, you can't perish. There's nothing in you that can come to death. There's nothing in you that can be destroyed. Because child of God, you're preserved. You're protected by the good shepherd. Think about this child of God, right? He is the one who gathers his flock. And as when he gathers his flock, he's that shepherd who puts like a covering over his sheep so that no one can even snatch them from up, neither east or west or any other direction. He's the one who says that all his children are protected. Amen. Jeremiah 31.10 says that hear the word of the Lord, all nations, and declare it in the isles afar off and say, he who scattered Israel will gather him. And keep him as a shepherd does his flock. So child of God, don't ever feel, oh, let us not look at whatever is going on around the world. And you get into that spirit of fear and think that Jesus Christ is not with you. He will bring, because he is a good shepherd, wherever people are scattered, wherever they are taken in the confusion of this world, he will bring them. He will bring them. And that is why he has been feeding. This time he has been feeding the word of God to his people. Feeding them and bringing them to that place of faith. Knowing that all things will work out. Knowing that all things are going to turn around. He has been bringing us into that place where we know for sure that we have his protection. He's brought us to a place where we know that his angels are taking charge over us at all times no matter what. So, child of God, I would want to tell you that we are in good hands. Amen? Tell yourself right now, I am in good hands. I am protected by the Lord Jesus Christ. I am covered in his blood. I am preserved in him. Hallelujah. Because once we know this child of God, we must know that anything that is against the sheep, the good shepherd is going to fight it. The good shepherd is going to fight the predators. He's going to fight the, the bad weather, the viruses. He's going to fight diseases. He's going to fight anything, any harm, child of God. And he's going to protect you. He's going to protect you. Amen? He's going to seize anything that can try to come and deliver you to anything that is contrary to him. He's going to do it. Trust in him. Know him. Amen? And another thing is that the good shepherd, he also feeds his sheep. There's one thing, being protected, right? There's you being protected, but you're not fed. 
I love the fact that Jesus Christ being the good shepherd, he's the one who never lets you lack. He will not let you be hungry. Can anyone really be hungry if they're in Christ Jesus? He is our provision. He is our provider. He's our sufficiency. As it is written in 1 Corinthians 9, 8, right? Mark eleven twenty four. He is the one who caters for us. Amen. Psalm 23, 1 to 2 says that the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. Child of God, we're walking in a time where we must trust the Lord, where our hearts and eyes must be on Jesus, to see him as our provision, to see him as our sufficiency, to see him as our source, to see him as our caretaker, to see him as the one who is going to feed us, we his young sheep, we the ones that he has put in his bosom, the one who he has protected. One thing we must know is that he's feeding us daily. And when you have that in your mind, child of God, when you believe it, when you trust in it, when you know that for sure that you're being fed, you're walking in him, child of God, provision will flow. Let me teach you something. Grace can only flow when you're believing. The supply of grace flows when you believe, when you trust and know that for sure that Jesus Christ is my provision. These are times, child of God, we're living in and we must not believe on the economy of the world. The economy we're believing in, the economy that we're believing for is the economy of the heaven. And the economy of the heaven, things don't get diminished or you know how today in the economy they can say this about you know the stocks they can say about this about uh, what is going on but one thing for sure is that our economy from heaven it keep flowing always see that overflow in your life see having above beyond see things that you believe for in your life and things will happen child of god many of you have been sending in messages sending us prayer requests, telling us to pray for finances, praying for jobs, praying for things. This is the very time I want, by the grace of God, you receive this by faith and by revelation and know that grace is already supplying for you. As long as you're seeing it in the spirit, you're seeing it in your mind, you're seeing it, it is going to happen. Because when you're seeing it in the spirit, it will manifest in the physical. You trust the Lord and say that Jesus Christ, you're my good shepherd. That means that if the Bible says in Psalm 23, 1, the Lord is my shepherd, that means I shall not want that I'm laying down in green pastures. Child of God, this means that you lay in the green pastures, you're at all times feeding. Because when you're laying in green, the green pastures, meaning that child of God, there is no lack. As sheep, you're always eating and eating and eating, even as much as you can even take in. And that is the very good thing with Jesus. He leads us beside the still waters. Not only do we eat, but we also drink. We're drinking of the living waters that never dry up, the fountain that overflows, child of God. I want you to know that what you're carrying within you, child of God, is bigger. See your good shepherd as one that gives you that overflow, the supply that goes beyond and beyond and beyond. Amen.
Ezekiel 34.23 reminds us that I will establish one shepherd over them and he shall feed them. And that is our Lord Jesus Christ, child of God. And this is something, I'm going to say something and it's going to be very important for people who are really fighting with the issue of jealousy. When you see a brother or sister, child of God, being blessed by the Lord, never feel some sort of way. As Americans say, don't feel some type of way. That type of way of feeling jealousy, it actually should show you that you're in a place of unbelief, child of God. Because for one who believes that the good shepherd provides for us all. Let us go back to Ezekiel, right? Ezekiel 34, 23 says, I will establish one shepherd over them and he shall feed them. Do you hear that? And he shall feed them. My servant David, he shall feed them and be their shepherd. As we all know, going back to the scriptures in Isaiah and Jeremiah, Jesus Christ was referred to, the Messiah was referred to as the branch of righteousness, the branch of David. So we see that he is the offspring of David as it is written in uh, Revelation as well. But now we see that he came from the lineage of David. So meaning that Ezekiel was talking about him here. In Ezekiel 34, he's saying that I will establish one shepherd over them and he shall feed them. He shall feed them. Meaning the child of God, that Jesus Christ who feeds your brother or sister and whatever they pray for manifests or whatever they grow, they, they increase in any life, any aspect of their life, never feel bad. The same God who did it for them can do mighty things in your life. Always let yourself come to that place to see that the good shepherd can give everyone. He has so much in store. That is why it takes me back to what I was telling you about the economy of heaven. For you to believe that the economy of heaven can supply every single person, every single person on the face of the earth, as much as they can take based on their faith and still remain with so much. And when you receive this revelation, child of God, that spirit of jealousy is going to die in your life. That spirit of wanting what other people have, it's going to die. Because you will come to be secure in it. You will come to trust the Lord and know for sure that if God can give me this, then this is for sure. There's bigger things coming out of this. Always see yourself as that very one sheep that is feeding even when he's feeding other sheep, you know for sure he's going to feed you. And it's through that shadow of God that unbelief dies. That comparison, starting to see yourself, see yourself with other sheep and starting to compare yourself, starting to see, you know, the lives of other people. And then you start to, to think about it or you start to see what you don't have in life. Child of God, we have a savior. We have a good shepherd who knows you by name, who loves you who protects you, who believes in you, and he wants the very best for you. So meaning that once we see him as our provision, as a provider, we will not touch to see what other people have. We will become very secure in him. We will actually enjoy the salvation, the life he has given us, no matter what we have. We will be satisfied, contented, fulfilled made whole in every aspect of our lives. Amen. 
Another thing I would really want to say is that Jesus Christ is the shepherd who guides and leads us. He leads us as his sheep. He doesn't just let us feed. He doesn't like just keep us there in, in the pasture and leave us there. But he goes an extra mile, like I said at the beginning of the sermon. He goes beyond. Amen. He guides us and leads us in this life that we're living in today. And how many of you know today we really need answers, right? This is the time when we can't say, I can do this in my own ability. I can do this in my own performance. I have so much wisdom. Oh, I have too many degrees. I have this. This is not the time, by the way, that degrees and your accomplishments can work. This is the time we come and say the good shepherd, guide me and lead me. And as we usher again to the year of 2021, like I said, the, the year 2021 is going to be a year of restoration. A year that is going to bring big and mighty, mighty, mighty things in our lives. We must trust the Lord to bring us to that place where we're going to rejoice and be glad in him. Amen. We're walking in a life that is going to bring power. That is going to bring a blessing upon our lives. Amen. So that means that he's going to lead us. He's going to guide us. He's going to give us wisdom, knowledge, understanding. He's going to show us wherever we need help. He's going to open our minds to his newness of life. Amen. Psalm 78, 52 says, But he made his own people go forth like sheep and guided them in the wilderness like a flock. How many of you know that this year was like a wilderness? 2020 was a year of wilderness. But he is going to guide us as his people go like sheep in 2021. And this I speak by the grace of God that 2021 is going to be a year of restoration in every single person's life listening in today. Receive it and believe it that your life will not be the same again. Your life is going far and far and far beyond. Amen. Revelation 7, 17 says that for the lamb who was in the midst of the throne will shepherd them and lead them to living fountains of waters and God will wipe away every tear from their eye, from their eyes. So child of God, any cry, any tear you had this year, that is why I was saying that 2021 is a year of restoration. We're walking into a place where we're growing in the deepness of Jesus. Our lives are not going to be the same again. Every cry you've had, Jesus Christ has wiped it away. We're going to be led of the living fountains of waters. We're going to drink more and more and more of these waters. That is why it is important for you to know what waters am I drinking from? What am I partaking? Am I drinking from the throne of the shepherd? Am I being led of the living waters of the God? Amen. And that is how child of God we're going to be restored in 2021. Psalm 23, 3 says that he restores my soul and leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. How marvelous that is. That is a very big promise, child of God. And when we can get a hold of this, our lives can't be the same again. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness. For his name's sake, we are secure. 
We are secure in the name of Jesus Christ, child of God, 2021. And this year we believe, let us believe, let us go deeper in the things of Jesus Christ and be restored in the presence and the grace and the love of the Savior and the love of Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus Christ is restoring our lives. He is restoring every single path that we're taking. Psalm 31, 3 says that for you are my rock and my fortress. Therefore, for your name's sake, lead me and guide me. This should be our prayer. For you are my rock and my fortress. Therefore, your name's sake, leads me and guides me. He's going to lead us this year. We're just not going to be roaming around doing things just like that. But every step of the way, Jesus Christ is going to lead us. He is going to lead us because he's the good shepherd. We hear his voice, we as his sheep. Amen. He's going to lead us out of any confusion, distractions. He is going to bring us into that place where we're going to hear his voice. Amen. Also, Jesus Christ is that shepherd who is going to cherish us and care for us and tender to us in a very loving way. Remember the scripture that says that he's going to hold us in his bosom, right? It is in Isaiah 40, 11. He's going to feed us as his flock, like that shepherd. And he's going to gather us like the sheep, you know, in his arms and bosom. That is how gently he is toward us, child of God. He's going to be that chief shepherd for us, child of God. Jesus Christ is the chief shepherd. A lot of times, you know, there's so many different shepherds. Ministers can be shepherds on the earth. But he's the chief, the chief of all. He is the one who takes that preeminence. He's the one who becomes the good shepherd. He's the one who's the overall one. First Peter 5, 4 says that, And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that does not fade away. He's the one who's going to reward you for every work you've done. He's the one who's going to multiply to you for the things you've done. Amen? On earth. No matter what you're doing, child of God, let me try to say this. For any person, if you're listening today and you're serving the Lord in any capacity and you're doing his work, I pray the child of God, we come to that place where we do his work with a heart that is filled with his grace, with a merry heart. We come from a flow of his glory and his love. Let us do it unto him. Let us do it unto the chief shepherd. No matter what you're doing, you're not doing it for any good compliments or anything, but you're doing it unto the Lord, unto him. That this very scripture we see, First Peter 5, 4, brings us back into that place where you see that the reward you're going to acquire, child of God, will be the crown of glory that will never fade away. It will never. And this is the fact, child of God, whatever is in your heart, the Lord sees it. Whatever you do, the Lord sees. Whatever you touch, the Lord understands your motive. And so when everything we do, we must come from the peace of God. We must bring anything to life through the grace of God that came from anything that died in our lives. It is being born by the spirit of resurrection. And that is why, child of God, as we're serving the Lord, as we're worshiping the Lord, as we're praying unto the Lord, anything we're doing, we do it in spirit. We do it in truth. We do it with a merry heart. 
We do it in his presence. Amen. Because the good shepherd is the one who leads us. The good shepherd is the one who guides us. First Peter 2.25 says, For you are like sheep going astray, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. He is that. He's that overseer who caters for us, who protects us, who guides us, who, is the, who brings us actually back when we are straight. When we do anything that is wrong, he brings us to a place and instructs us. He corrects us. In his word, he brings us back to that place where we know him more. So, beloved, today trust the good shepherd. Amen? Trust the chief shepherd. He knows the way. He knows what is coming for you in the year 2021. As sheep, we must follow the leading child of God. Let us follow the leading. Let us walk in the guidance of Jesus. Let us be directed in his ways. Because he as a good shepherd, he knows. Child of God, he knows. He knows what's coming next year. He knows everything. And that is why we must be the sheep. This is not the time to feel like we know so much. We can do it on our own. This is the time to fall on our feet and be like, Jesus, cater for me. You're my source. You're my provision. You're my wisdom. You're my life. And everything will be done. Father, in the name of Jesus. We thank you so much for every single thing you've done in 2020. We thank you for the things we've seen with eyes, things we're still believing for in spirit, things that we've not yet accomplished, things that we've accomplished. We thank you. Our minds, our souls, our spirits, our entire being is grateful unto you. And as we get into 2021, the year of restoration, we be walking in the fullness of God. We believing for mighty and powerful things that no eye has ever seen, no ear has ever heard, and no one will ever comprehend. But we know that for sure they're not coming from us in our own ability, in our own mindset, in our own performance, but they come from you, Jesus Christ. Thank you. Thank you for everything in the year 2020, and we believe for bigger and mighty, mighty, mighty big things in 2021. In Jesus' name we pray and say, Amen. So saints, as we ending this service, I want, as we normally do, I want to pray for people who are saying, evangelists, you've preached, and I really want to receive the good shepherd you've talked about today. And for those who are saying, you know what, I, I don't know the Jesus you're talking about. I don't know the good shepherd you're talking about. But I want to receive him today. So child of God, take this moment to say this prayer with me. Amen. Say, Heavenly Father, through your Son, Jesus Christ, today I believe and confess with my mouth that I am saved by the grace of God, not through works or effort. I am forever justified by faith through your grace. Jesus, you are delivered for all my past, present, and future sin, and you were raised for my justification. From today, I renounce my old man and nature 
because it was crucified with you at the cross. I now live and walk in the newness of life in Christ Jesus. I am born of Christ. I believe I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So child of God, I want to welcome you to the greatest gift of salvation. You are now a new creation. All things have passed away. I pray that child of God, you find a church. The reason why I say this is because many people who are listening in on this program are from different countries, different places, different continents. And that is why I want you to find a church that you can be planted in. Because it's important. It is important, child of God, for you to be planted in a church. Amen? But I pray too, you find a church that preaches the true gospel of Jesus Christ, the gospel of grace and truth. Amen? And I pray that by the grace of God, you, get, you become grace-filled, you acquire the foundation of Jesus Christ. Read the book of John. For those who have just come to know salvation, read the book of John. You will fall in love with Jesus again. You will know him more. And I pray that each and every one of you receive the growth of the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ because that's the most important thing. And at the end of the day, child of God, we're walking in his grace. We're walking in his blessing. He is our leading. He's our guidance. And I want to say may God continuously bless each and every one of you. I speak a blessing over you this coming week. May the Lord open doors that you never expected. May the Lord usher you in a beautiful, beautiful place. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye.